0: Welcome to the Great Canadian Leadership Podcast, proudly brought to you by the Great Canadian Training and Consulting Company. Thank you for joining us today in our search for what makes a great communicator. I'm your host, Joel Silverstone, and every episode we'll be speaking with leaders and experts on how they were able to use their communication skills to inspire, create trust, collaboration, and influence others all in a respectful manner. How did they do it? What did they do to get better? How did they adapt? Where did they fail? Listeners and viewers, if you are looking to improve your communication skills and take those steps to being the next great leader in business, you're in the right place. Enjoy the podcast. You would like to be able to connect with your teams and you'd like to be able to build a culture within your organization and somehow you know it's more than a 12-point plan. So how do you do it? Well, in this episode, we've got Caitlin Sander Kerr, and she's going to be discussing the how and why of sharing your story and the ripple effect it has on the people and the organization and the culture and the values. So as a leader, you can start by asking yourself, do your people know your story? Caitlin Sander Kerr is the founder of Support Panda People and Development HR Consultancy. And after over a decade of experience with corporate HR, she found her passion for people renewed while consulting for small business owners looking to be those excellent employers and offer a fantastic employment experience to their staff. Gaitlin believes in the power of a corporate culture that is grounded in values and deliberately woven into policy and daily interaction because they're truly impactful. This is an insightful episode on authenticity, leadership, and the communication skills needed to get your people feeling connected to you and the organization. Let's meet, Caitlin Sandor Kerr. Mm-hmm. And welcome, Caitlin Sandor Kerr, to the show. Hello. It's so good to have you here.
1: Thank you so much for having
0: me. Um, We've got a a great show. We're going to be talking about leadership and mission statements and why it's so important for leaders to be able to share their stories and what kind of connection that creates and how this has affected your career within the HR. Uh, But speaking of that, I mean, here you (laughs) have an HR consulting organization and such an interesting name, Support Panda. (laughs) It
1: is an interesting name. Yeah, Yeah, what's the story? You know, um, I've been consulting forever for, you know, for 10, 12 years, but uh, on the side and a couple of years ago when I decided to make it a company, I Googled, you know, how to name your consulting company. And um, uh, the one article said, you know, pick one word to describe what you do and then your favorite animal. So support Panda. And that's that's how it happened.
0: Brilliant. Well, it's usually that panda like like wasn't support dog or something like that. Yeah. Like support panda <laughs> because then it becomes something else. But support panda is great. Or it could have been what's the last thing you ate, and apparently yep. it was bagel. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it could have been bagels too. I
0: do love bagels. It could have been support bagel. <laughs> um, and so speaking of, you know, having fun and, and that kind of creativity, we're going to talk now about, about leadership and, and sharing their stories. And, um, and this is something really interesting that you, you've tapped into that when leaders share their story, the impact that that has. So um, let's talk about that. Tell, tell me a bit more about what that means when a leader shares their story.
1: Yeah, I, I've had a, a couple of really, really fortunate experiences where I've worked with some clients who um, went through the whole stage of deciding what they wanted in a company, um, as they were doing it. And um, I've found that when leaders really share their story, create their story in a really energetic and inspiring way, and share that right off the bat with employees, it it kind of cuts the middleman out of deciding what your culture is. You're really uh, expressing your intention as a leader for yourself, for your company. Um, it, it, it kind of shares something personal about you. It allows, um, it allows the individuals working for you to connect to the purpose of mm-hmm. the company. And, uh, I've seen it really change, um, the environment of a company when, when, when leaders lean into that. And it's, it's
0: amazing. I, I can I can believe that. It makes total sense when a leader shows their, their humanity and is willing to share that. There's some vulnerability there. Um, you, feel, yeah. you feel connected. You feel closer. All of a sudden, you look at this person no longer as they're still a leader, but you see them now as a human being.
1: Yeah. It's a really hard thing to decide to be an entrepreneur. It's a hard thing to choose to work for yourself. You know, it's exciting and it's wonderful and you get to a lot of choice and a lot of control, but it's really scary. And I think, um, you know, when you get to a point uh, as an employer, as an entrepreneur, where you're building a team and you have 10, 15, 20 people um, that are reporting to you, that you're responsible for their their livelihood, their income, um, you know, it's really it's really something to think about, to take heart, to give them a purpose, to explain what your purpose is, why you chose this harder road, Um and it really does. It, it changes the dynamic so, so quickly. And mm. it also encourages other people to do the same thing, um, to really come as their true selves and be more transparent and share their story. Um, and so, especially if you're driving towards a culture of transparency or, you know, really good communication or support, um, it's important that you, you know, show up in your true authentic way.
0: Um, yeah. It, it creates trust, really.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And I think also this is something that I, I'm just thinking about now, but um, the the newer kind of generation uh, and the current generation in the workforce that is, you know, listening to podcasts and on TikTok and Instagram Reels, they want stories. They want to right. connect to um, purpose. They really do um and that's just something that occurred to me now that is really really it's one of the reasons it's so powerful i think is starting with a story instead of starting with you know a descriptive word for a value or you know right yeah
0: Right, you know, our goal is to be the top ten in this, or yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, which is fine. You can have your goals, but uh, absolutely, but are people going to be, you know, necessarily motivated by that? They're going to be motivated that they feel collaborative with this person, uh, that they see the sense of purpose, that they feel a sense of belonging, and that's yeah. a great pickup that the next generation is is literally looking at s- stories and Constantly. and connect more to that than. Uh well it kind of goes back to the old thing which is you know Martin Luther King said I have a dream he didn't say I have a 12 point plan.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It it really is it, it I think it's really impactful and um you know something we were talking about was like the um the way to go about engaging employees, uh, is also changing. Um, and you know, this buzzword culture comes up mm. constantly with clients and it's really important to identify the culture within your company and identify the really good parts and the, the parts that are not so good and the things that you need to address and correct. Um, but you can't do that by just deciding what, what you want. Uh Um, and so when you start with the story, it really, uh, and, and you share the story and you all kind of have this collective understanding of the purpose and the goal and, and, uh, the, the culture almost grows from that really naturally. Um, yeah.
0: And so how do you so is there questions that you if like a leader is so i'm thinking that someone in the audience right now is listening to this and going yeah that's great i would love to share my story (laughs) how do i do this where do i start
1: yeah absolutely so i think um when you're when you're in a position of leadership and you want to like really kind of delve into what makes most sense to share and the way in which to share it um i have one example of um, a client who, you know, did it, did it perfectly. Um, he started his company as a totally different company. Um, and it kind of grew and evolved into something really different. And so whenever someone started, a new person started, the very first thing he did was tell them about the first five years of the business and the, the business had been around for about, you know, seven or eight years. Um, so the first five years of the business tells the whole, whole story about how it started with him, You know bringing machines to bars, Um, and then and and it evolved into really big campaigns and um, really, really amazing, um, amazing opportunities in work, and and then growing his team and what that meant to him. And, um, and it's really, really uh, impactful to to first before you decide what you're going to say, to think about it, what do you remember, what, 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 if you had to sit down and just talk about how you got to where you are right. and why you chose to start the company that you're running. Um, what problems were you solving? Who were you trying to help? Um, even if it was just you, even if it was a scenario where what was important to you at that moment was being independent. That is important. That's part of the story. Um, and that shows a value that you have, that you clearly respect, that you expect of others. And so I think that, that that's where I would start, is really thinking about it yourself about how you would explain it. Even if you were explaining it to yourself, like 20 years ago, if you really kind of tried to explain it to yourself as a kid, um, make it exciting because it is anybody starting a business. It's terrifying. You went through a million emotions to get to where you are. If you have a company and you, are a leader or an owner, um, you know, lean into that, enjoy it, be proud of yourself. You came really far. Um, and share that with people so that they can also respect that and, and be proud of you and be excited for you.
0: That's um, that's a really nice framework to, to have put that in is um, the, the journey that it took to make that decision. When was the moment that it happened you decided to start a business, to be an entrepreneur? And maybe yeah. you're not even an entrepreneur. Maybe when's the moment you decided to be uh, a, leader, a leader, leader to take take that next step? And what are yeah. the steps that you took to get there? And because yeah. there's always a story with that. Uh, and then and how, so how you did it, why you want to do it? Why did you want to start this business mm-hmm. and the, 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 the fails and the wins? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how excited you were with that win. Right. When <laughs> you remember that first win.
1: How yeah. excited. And how hilarious the fail was. Cause that's also a really great story.
0: That's, that's always <laughs> a great story. And that really, that, and you know what, and, and we. We relate more to the sometimes to when there is those challenges than yeah. than to just you know everything was perfect.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that that is the perfect kind of just to loop back to kind mm-hmm. of the changing social media uh, world from Instagram to TikTok. You know, you go to Instagram and it's curated, it is beautiful and picturesque, and for the most part, very very deliberate. And then you go to TikTok, and it's a mess and it's entertaining and it's great. Um, but you've got, you know, lots of, you know, people dressed to the nines and lots of makeup and people with just out of the shower, um, right. you know, like yeah. it is all over the place. So I think it, it is really important to have it to share really both sides.
0: Even, yeah. you know, the leadership is when you think about when people always ask, Oh, how did, you know, how did you and your partner meet? And always someone that says, Oh, great story.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And it should be this. It should be the same for your business. It should be the same for your leadership position, you know, if you worked really hard to get to where you are and you are managing a team of one person or 20 people, um, you know, managing people and doing the job are two different things. And so when you became a manager, you had to learn a whole new skill set. and it's important you share it. It's important you, you think about it and talk about it. And um, and it's also the way that you learn. I find, you know, even in this conversation, I hadn't put together the, the Instagram versus TikTok until we, until we start talking today. But, you know, talking things out is the way a lot of people process, is, is the way a lot of people discover things and think about things. And um, I find that just so valuable. And that's one of the reasons why, like as a really hyper-social person, I like HR. Um, so yeah, I think, I think just talking about it and exploring it and, and having that as a, as a kind of expectation as part of your team, everybody's got a story. What's yours?
0: Everybody's got a story. What's yours? Lovely. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, so I like this point about, you know, saying it out loud, talking about it, Mm -hmm. uh, because I think that's, you know, you, you mentioned, um, you know, the mission statement, the culture. Uh, what are some of the traps when when an organization wants to create their, their mission statement or their, their culture?
1: Yeah, there's lots. Um, so the first is just in that, in creating it, right? Mm-hmm. You don't really get to create your company culture. It's there. Okay. Um, so th- what, what you want to do is go through a discovery process, find out what. Uh, what, it, what are the current values that everyone shares right now? What are the current expectations that everyone kind of understands and knows to be the case in this workplace? And that's your culture. And then you get to identify the things that you want to be present, be really proud of those, you know, push those, get excited about them, um, and identify the things that you're not so happy with. Mm. You know, maybe you would really like to put on a piece of paper that one of your values is, you know, transparency or an open door policy. Um, But you're finding in the feedback that you've received from everybody that works or from some people that work for your company that that's not the case, that people don't feel comfortable raising issues, that there isn't a process that's clear enough for them to be able to do that. So you have to correct that if you really want for transparency and comfort and an open door feel to be part of your culture, now you know that you need to fix it. Um, and that's where we come in and we kind of guide you through the process of finding what your culture is, the good parts, the not so good parts. Right. And, and working through some corrections and there's always corrections and it's pretty rare that if you've got, you know, a leadership team in the room, so say you have a company of 50 people and you get the kind of C-suite top five people in a room and they sit down and they decide what the values are. The you know three to five words that they come up with are not going to be what everyone in the company would agree on. Right. Five people can't pick a culture for 50 um, and that is really commonly what happens. Um, you can set out intentions. Yeah. You, can, you can talk about what your goals are for the company culture, um, and that is really important. As a leader, as an owner, um, that's really, really important that you have a clear view of where you want to go, um, but, but it's 50 people. It's not five. You, you, have to, you have to involve the team. You have to get everybody in it.
0: And you know what that when you just said that you know four people, five people can't decide for the entire organization, which is which is pretty much the the trap that that I think that so many go into. Um, and then you're expecting others to go along with that, but they haven't they don't feel that they've had a say in that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, say you go that route and you have the leadership team come up with four or five values that they find are really important and valuable for, you know, the, the company that, that, that they're in and, um, and, and it, 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 you present it to the team of 50 and it immediately becomes disingenuine because you're saying these are our values. Right. Well, Value is a really heavy word. Value is a really heavy word. And it doesn't, you can't just drop it and expect that that's, that that's going to change. You have to, you have to change the way people are processing information, communicating how they're treating each other, the expectations they have on each other. And at the point where those things are changed, then it's your culture. It's a process. Um, and I think, you know, all too often it is a small group of people in a room saying, well, this mm-hmm. is our mission statement. This is These are our values. Let's roll it out to the team. They're going to be so happy. Um, you know, you have to integrate it into everything. I, I've worked for companies that have values that are so easily integrated into daily interactions that they can literally call each other out on them like you're not being transparent. And that's right. one of our values. So I'm going to need for you to loop back, figure it out and let, let's talk this afternoon and they do it in a in a professional way, in a polite way, um, you know, and 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 then it's real when you can hold someone in the hierarchy higher than you accountable to it. Then that's a real value. That's that's an expectation. Um, and that's,
0: I think when it's magic, uh, absolutely. It, de- that definitely is, is the ideal place where people has that kind of open communication and, uh, absolutely. and we've got these sort of guidelines or values to be able to, to share that with, mm-hmm. um, let's talk now about, you know, support Panda and yourself and he- here you come in yeah. often to organizations, um, where there's there's change going on. You're brought in at this moment of change, basically. Yes. So we're gonna yes. talk about that and we're gonna talk about uh, failure, ta-da, uh, right
2: after this break. Hi, I'm Joy Newhold, and we'll be right back to our interview. When I started the Great Canadian Training and Consulting Company in 2002, I never would have imagined that one day we would have a podcast. So first, I wanna thank you for listening and share some really exciting information about our organization with you. For years, we have made our live instructor-led software and soft skills training, consulting, and coaching services customizable to meet the unique needs of each client and committed ourselves to a high quality of customer service. This combined to make the learning experience better for the participants and the planning process easier for the organizer. We love helping our clients so much. We also develop many additional free resources to help you along the way, and this podcast is just one of them. At greatcanadiantraining.ca, you will find our free monthly webinars, blog articles, and free downloads covering everything from building better dashboards in Excel to navigating difficult conversations and everything in between. So make sure to join us at greatcanadiantraining.ca. But for now, I better let you get back to the podcast. Please enjoy the rest of the interview.
0: All right. So, Caitlin, let's, as we said, uh, you're brought in and support Panda brought in at this moment of change within an organization. They know that they need to to make some changes here. And so yeah. you're brought in, but you're even brought in at a more crucial. It's not just change. You're brought in at a more crucial moment. If you, if you want to just share that with our with our listeners.
1: Yeah. So usually the the first time a company comes to the realization that they need some um, some HR support, some structure, and they're, and they're kind of worried about their liability is in two places. The first place is when they're scaling their business, they're growing quite quickly. Um, and that's exciting, but also, you know, a little stressful for sure. them and for anybody kind of jumping into it. Um, but the other time is when they need to release an employee. They have, you know, a, a problem relationship. Um with an employee, and it's it you know the, the employment relationship isn't working out, and they need to let somebody go, and um, it's kind of a really odd time to join, uh, mm-hmm. to join a company and get to know a company because everything is often kind of marred and. In um, worry and kind of an intensity, a toxicity. Um, the majority of the time, it's companies who have really long-standing employees, and they they didn't really know how to deal with um, performance issues or um, hold hold you know an employee accountable. Um, and so, you know, quite quickly as we unravel the situation, it becomes clear that it's not really the employer, it's not really the employee. It's really just that there was not enough communication, there was not enough standards set, um, expectations set, um, because of the lack of kind of clarity and structure. So as much as I do think that like a lot of HR is shifting towards this, this route of people uh, orienting a business around people and managing nice. those people the right way. Um, I do think that there is still so much value in having structure and clarity. And that's why as much as I would love to just be, you know, a management coach or something, I, I add a lot of value in just structure and in HR. And, and that's such a gift to employees. Um, that I think employers mistake. I think a lot of mis- uh, employers think, oh, well, I'm just, I'm flexible. You know, ask me for what you need. Right. And I can, I can try to make it happen. Well, a lot of people won't ask. And you're asking them to kind of, you know, guess at whether you're going to say yes. A lot of people won't ask unless they know the answer. So mm-hmm. give them the answer. Write it out. Tell them what they can do. Tell them what they can't do. Um, and it's a lot easier to work in a place like that. It, it, it actually is. So, yeah, coming in at this kind of really difficult, tumultuous time for a company can be um, a, a blessing in disguise because we often find a lot of things that can be fixed and mm-hmm. usually when a a uh, relationship is severed uh, between an employer and an employee that has been needing to happen for a while. Um, there's a, a release of, of kind of a toxic environment that, that happens afterwards. And, and people can kind of take a deep breath and almost start fresh, really. Right. Um, everybody, the, the employee that left included, they get to start fresh. Um, so I think uh, I think it's a really um, interesting time to join a company. Yeah. W-
0: without a doubt. So, I mean, there's, there's two things that are happening here, right? You're, you're, you're brought in because, uh, because an employee, you know, you have to let an employee go. And so this is a, now a chance to maybe set those expectations moving forward, to set the, a structure and uh, and set guidelines so that people understand what the expectations are moving forward Absolutely. since this is, you know, clean slate in a sense.
1: Yeah. People need a chance to improve. And I, I've said years, you know, for years and years now, an employee should never be surprised. Uh, if they're, if they're being let go, like you need to give them a lot of options, a lot of opportunities to improve. Um, and that's to your benefit. Cause right. how can you, at the end of the day, feel good if you haven't done everything you can to try to make it work, you hired them, you know, um, and that's, that's an important thing. Something I instill in a lot of my clients is if, you know, if, if someone is deciding to let go of a member of their team, and maybe a manager is letting a member of their team go, they have to be the one to say the words. Uh, I'm not going to do it for them. Right. Uh, the owner isn't going to do it for them. If you're making that decision, you have to own the decision. Um, and you have to own everything that came before that. And everything that comes after that, and so it's not the easy part of being a manager, but mm-hmm. I think it really um, it really gives perspective to making a decision like that. Um, it's really important.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. If you if if, it's, if you wanted this person gone, then you have to take ownership, yeah. and, and yeah. you learn from that. Absolutely. And I think absolutely. at least the second thing about about where this moment of change happens is like you said uh, uh, an organization has invested time and effort into this employee but somewhere along the rails i said there was there was the expectations weren't clear there wasn't communication there wasn't yeah. feedback really given to this person there wasn't uh, a performance review coaching uh, uh even just maybe sitting down having a coffee and saying what's going on and then the other side maybe that employee has been building up resentment because maybe they came up with a great idea and they were shot down and they've been building this up but they never felt safe to be able to share. Uh, They're frustrated or disillusioned or disappointed.
1: Absolutely. And I think that's where this like storytelling kind of can Mm. really mend mend things. Like if you're approaching a relationship from the get-go of this is my honest, true self, this is my honest, true intention with my business and these are my expectations. It's really difficult for someone to not fall in line, uh, or at least like understand, um, um, and respect and not and respect it and, yeah. and also like be able to understand that you telling your story allows for them to give context to their story because just because I tell you my story doesn't mean you're going to agree with everything I'm going to say. That's right. But it does say that I value stories. And so maybe if you can tell me where you're coming from we can find a happy medium. Maybe my expectation is unrealistic. Um, that happens a lot from a leadership perspective. Mm -hmm. It's super common that, um, you know, there's that, um, that, that relatively true statement that if you're the kind of most efficient employee, you get the most work. Um, and so, is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Um, but, opening up a dialogue to why this is happening or how this is happening opening up a conversation about what this offers that person who's who's performing really well that's what's going to solve those kinds of resentments from festering um yeah i think that it's really really um it's really really amazing when you can utilize storytelling and communication to ground a yeah. foundation of uh, expectations and values. I think it's pretty
0: natural. Uh- Absolutely. I mean, what storytelling is, is, you know, one of the basics of communication is you say something. And if you don't tell me everything, then in my head, as I'm listening to you, I'm filling in the rest of the story.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) I'm (laughs) I'm writing the script. So the more that
0: you can share and it doesn't mean that I have to agree with it, but I will but I will respect you for for sharing that. And then somewhere I think what you're saying is that somewhere we will find that common ground. That yeah. we we get that we get feel more free that we get to to dialogue, which is right. Um, which is where you want to get to, uh, so yeah. that there is growth, basically. Yeah, it,
1: and it's it's an odd it's an odd kind of HR is kind of an odd industry, right? Because uh, one of the intentions of of having an HR individual is to have a kind of a seemingly objective third party to manage and facilitate some of these conversations, right? Um. And that is super valuable. And that is something that I do and something that we do in the industry. At the same time, I truly believe that managers need to learn the skill set for themselves. They need to learn. And that's why, you know, leadership coaching um, and coaching in general is just exploding as an industry, because I really think that it's, it it has to come from the manager. It's no longer as acceptable as it once was to just have someone mediate a conversation. So the root of consulting has allowed me to touch more companies and help individuals learn those skills so that they don't need me. I can give you the policies. I can give you the rules. I can help you do the discovering. And then, you know, when you have a question, call me, but you can handle it. Um, And I think that is more the root of HR. It's going that
0: way. Nice. Well, that's a good route to go because, uh, management is not just guidelines and expectations. It is about being able to coach someone because coaching is about growth and that's what you want for yourself as a leader. It's what you want for your organization. Um, let's go now, if you're ready to our favorite <laughs> moment of the show that we like to call Drum roll, <laughs> please <laughs> we like to call failure ta-da <laughs> So uh I'm gonna ask you, Caitlin, I'm gonna ask you uh for a example of where there was a, a failure. Or basically a failure is, is a moment maybe where you learned something, it didn't go quite as planned. Um right. and maybe it maybe was a bit embarrassing, but now you realize oh I, it was a turning point, it was a, a learning point. Uh so if you're comfortable to share your 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 failure moment and then if you want at the end you can go.
1: Ta-da. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of have like a failure moment and then the ta-da moment.
0: Okay, great.
1: Um, yeah, it's, it, um, my, my failure was falling into this, falling into the spell, under the spell of uh, ROI and numbers and efficiency and policies and compliance, right. liability, all those keywords, all those like business, corporate, HR words, becoming my job right right? and it's a part of it a lot of it's a part of it and it it's a valuable part of it but it's not where the highest value comes from and so for many, many years of my career, um, I followed, uh, my leaders, I followed the leadership, I followed what they wanted, um, instead of really trailblazing, um, my way into what I'm doing now, which is, you know, could I do all the things that I'm doing now for the companies I used to work for? Absolutely. Um, did I have the opportunity to, opportunity to do it? Um, I could have, I think, I think if I had really been awake. I could Mm -hmm. have, I could have done some of these really amazing things. Um, and so my ta-da was working for, um, working for two clients in particular, um, who just genuinely wanted to be good employers. Uh, and just, and that, that was the precipice for them reaching out to me, not to let somebody go, And um, really just, you know, I want to be a good employer. I don't know if I'm doing it right. Can you tell me if I'm doing it right? And it was at that point that I was, um, became a little disillusioned, uh, with where I was and realized the need to, to, to move and, and, and work for only companies that said those words to me. Um, right. And so it's been really, really impactful to make that change and be able to choose my clients um, and help them. And I know it's impactful because they take everything that I say so so seriously. Um, and I take everything that they say so seriously. I have some really great relationships with some of my clients. And yeah. um, it's been a great, it's been a great, great transition.
0: Thank you so much for sharing that. Ta-da. Ta-da! <laughs> That's a that, that is a really good example. We, you know, it's so you you want to work with people that have that are interested in building their story as opposed yeah. to building the spreadsheet.
1: Yes. And I, I mean the spreadsheet's important. Money's important. Of we, all, course. we all need it, you know, like it's important. It's a, it's a factor. Yeah. But I found for a lot of companies the people weren't a factor. Um, it was recruitment that was the factor. Mm-hmm. It was the cost of recruitment that was the factor. You know, I have to justify not wanting to replace somebody because it takes a long time and because new people will be expensive instead of that person was really good and they shouldn't want to leave. Yeah. Right. That's the problem. Um, so, yeah, it's it's been it's a different mind shift and I'm really, really lucky to be able to work with clients that feel the same way.
0: Lovely. Caitlin, thank you so much for being a (laughs) guest on the great Canadian leadership podcast today. Uh, now, uh, I'm sure people want to know more about you and support Panda. So where can they find out more or connect with you? Um, yeah, yeah.
1: I'm at uh, supportpanda.ca, Um, and, uh, you can reach out to me there anytime I'm on Instagram. Um, and I would love to, to hear from any of your any of your listeners who this kind of resonates with, even if just to say you're doing a great job, I think a lot of a lot of managers, leaders, um, entrepreneurs just need to hear that they're doing a good job, and you know
0: that, it's, that it's a would, hard one. It is. It is. That would be that would be definitely comforting to to hear.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you, Caitlin. Now it's time for our three stars. No trois étoiles. These are the three takeaways that you can take from today's episode and start to put into practice. Number one, start with why. Why did you choose to start this business? The hardest part of starting a story is where do I begin? How do I begin? You start with what was your motivation, your inspiration to start this business, your why. Number two, what is important to you? These are the values that you expect from yourself, and when you're able to share them out loud, you're letting the people around you know that those are also the values you expect of them. Number three, how did you meet? Every story is a great story. Whenever someone asks you, oh, how did you meet your friend, or how did you meet your partner, we always answer with, oh, great story. So as a leader, don't feel that you have to add anything to your story. It's going to be great. So what's the next step? Well, if you're not sure where or how you can apply these three stars in your business and your life, start here. Drop the task. The next time there's an opportunity to meet someone within your organization, an employee, a colleague, take that opportunity to drop the task and actually have a virtual coffee or a real coffee and to connect with them to see how they are doing, to find out a moment to maybe exchange stories. Maybe they are disgruntled. Maybe they are feeling frustrated. And this is an opportunity maybe to even start sharing your story and to hear their story as well and create genuine connection. Thank you for joining us in our search for what makes a great communicator. If you enjoyed the show, then please leave a rating or review. Even better. Subscribe to the Great Canadian Leadership Podcast and make sure you don't miss another episode. Let's stay connected. Follow us on Twitter or Instagram at GCT underscore CompUEs. And if you'd like more information, free resources, or class schedules on everything from software to soft skills training, consulting, or coaching, then go on over to greatcanadiantraining.ca. Thank you, and we will see you next episode.